So the question at the last of the gospel is where I'm going to focus my comments this morning. When the Son of Man, when Jesus returns to the earth, will he find faith? Will he find faith? The faith that persists in prayer. The faith of the, of the widow who cons consistently petitioned and prayed. Will he find faith? You know, we've all been asked the question, do you believe in God? Belief in God is a good thing, a necessary thing, but believing in God, the creator of the universe, is almost undeniable. Simply believing that there is God is not an act of faith. So while it is good and necessary to believe in God, we must keep in mind what the Bible says. In the words of St. James, you believe in one God? Good. The demons believe in God and shudder at his name. End of quote. You see, the devil believes in God, but the devil does not have faith. Jesus asked the questions when he returns, will he find faith on earth? Faith, a freely given gift to those who want it. Faith, belief in something not seen. But faith is much more than simply believing in the existence of God. Faith calls us to a way of life that is honest sacrificial, generous, kind, and self-controlled. Faith. Faith strengthens us in temptation. It guides us in our decisions. By faith, our, the eyes of our hearts are opened, and we see more than what is simply physical. By faith, we believe in the hand of providence, guiding history, even as we sit in this church today. Do you believe in the God, hand of God's providence guiding history? That God's plan is unfolding and you're part of it by faith. We believe that God wins in spite of all the evil that we see. By faith, we make decisions. By faith, we treat our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. We live according to our faith or we don't have faith. Faith is a way of life. A few years ago, I'm going to focus a little more narrowly and then we're going to go broad again and come back. A few years ago, I was asked by a good friend of mine, Mike, this is before I entered the seminary. This is before, this is just as I was beginning to take my faith seriously. He said to me, Mike, do you really believe that the bread and wine consecrated at Catholic mass become the body and blood of Jesus? And when he asked me that question, I was stumped. Do I believe that? Is that part of my faith? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I had to think about it for a while. The sad thing was, really, he could have asked me, are you Catholic? Do you believe? Are you Christian? Looking back at my life then, I realized that I had a poorly formed faith. And sometimes that I'm grateful to receive compliments about my teaching and my preaching. But when I teach and preach at a certain kind of assumption that people don't know things about the faith, so I have a responsibility to tell them, is because I remember how little I knew about my faith. As a 29 or 30-year-old young man that went to Mass just about every Sunday of my life, and then someone could ask me, do you believe that the bread and wine 
consecrated at Mass, become the body and blood of Jesus? And I'm like, let me think about that. So I know that I can't make any assumptions. So we like to return to the basics. So allow me for a moment to kind of go through a little faith history, a little salvation history. As Catholics, as Christians, we are called to have faith in Jesus Christ, his words, his deeds, and his demands. And this question should make us shudder a little bit because I think Jesus is looking forward to his second coming. And he asks, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Faith is a gift that we freely receive, but we must freely receive it and we must strive to live it. Faith, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Ask and you will receive. Our faith can be weak, our faith can be strong, our faith can have defects. St. Paul, in almost every one of his letters, is trying to correct the defects in the congregations that he's writing to. That they have faith, but their faith has some big errors in it. So here's a little short salvation history. Many centuries, even several thousand years ago, God chose a man named Abraham, named Abram. He changed his name later to Abraham. And he called Abram to have faith. And he did, but his faith was tried and difficult. And from Abram, God made a nation. And that nation is Israel. And God revealed himself in a special way to Abram and Israel. But Israel, and the word Israel means to struggle with God or to contend with God. And the nation of Israel called by God in his providence for this special role in the history of the world. And by sin and sinfulness, the nation of Israel eventually found themselves slaves in Egypt. The entire nation enslaved in Egypt. And then God raised up for him, them by his providence, by the hand of God, guiding history. God raised up for them a man named Moses. And Moses would lead them out of slavery. But before they were led out of slavery, they were given a command to take a lamb, to slaughter the lamb, to mark their houses with the blood of the lamb, and to eat the lamb. And they were required to do this out of faith and obedience. And then they were led out of slavery. And St. Paul tells us they were led out of slavery through the Red Sea, which is a kind of baptism. And they emerged out of the Red Sea into the desert on their way to the promised land. As they are on their way, they become hungry. And so God feeds them in his providence by his fatherly care. God feeds them with bread from heaven, manna. But they complained bitterly against God. They complained against God and they wanted to go back to slavery. And they made for themselves a golden calf. And they worshipped sex and money and power. And they bowed down before it. And they complained bitterly against God. God offered them a covenant. And God continued to guide them. And then he led them to the very edge of the promised land. But they were too cowardly to enter into the promised land. So they all died in the desert. 
the first generation died in the desert, so God led the second generation into the promised land. God raised up for them a great king named David, and David's son Solomon built the temple. The temple is the dwelling place of God, and in the temple was the ark, and the ark was particularly the dwelling place of God. And then the nation of Israel fell into corruption again, and they were conquered, and they were divided, and the ark was stolen. And then they were divided into two nations, the nation of Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And now I have to go way forward very quickly in salvation history. This is all part of our faith, by the way. We believe this. God chose a new Ark of the Covenant, Mary. And in the womb of Mary, Jesus, our Savior, came to be. By God's providence, by God's control of history, by God's touching history with his hand, he chose Mary, but Mary had to say yes. She had to say yes to the plan of God. And by her yes, Jesus becomes incarnate in her womb. Then Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And I have told you this before, that the word Bethlehem means city of bread. And he was laid in a manger, and a manger is a food trough. And during his public ministry, he said, I am the bread of life, come down from heaven. And he said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And many people found this teaching too hard and too much, and they didn't have faith, and they left. And then it was at a Passover meal. It was at a Passover meal that they were freed from slavery in Egypt. And it was at a Passover meal 2,000 years ago that Jesus took bread, broke it, blessed it, and gave it to them saying, this is my body for you. It was at that Passover meal that he took the cup and he said, this is the cup, this is the chalice of the new and eternal covenant in my blood. And this new covenant marked not just a covenant sealed with the blood of a lamb at the first Passover, but sealed with the blood of the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It wasn't a meal in which an animal was eaten. It was a meal in which the very body of Christ nourished the believers. This Passover didn't mark the beginning of a freedom of God's people from slavery in Egypt, but a freedom from slavery that allowed them out of the slavery to sin. The first Eucharist took place before Jesus' sacrificial death. Every other Eucharist has taken place afterward. The institution of the Eucharist formed a new covenant, a new Israel, a new Passover, a new manna, a new covenant, a new Israel, the church, a new Passover, the mass, a new manna, the Holy Eucharist, a new temple, the temple is the body of Christ. And guess who's a member of the body of Christ? Say, I am, Father Mike. Guess who's a member of the body of Christ? And you know what? If you have faith, you must live as Christ lived. We are Christians. Another Christ, another anointed one in the world to bring salvation to the world to sacrifice, to live honestly and holy and purely. We Catholics, we come to Mass. We come to the holy sacrifice of the Mass to worship God our Father. In our worship, we make present to God the one acceptable sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins. 
that was offered by Jesus 2,000 years ago, and it's miraculously, this is our faith, made present here through the action of Jesus in the priesthood. We are given the gift of faith so that we can think clearly, so that we can understand doctrine and truth, that we may honor our body and the bodies of others. Christ is the head and we are the body. We are called to be holy. And we live in a culture that rejects this. And Jesus says, when he returns to earth, will he find faith? Sometimes I wonder. So many so-called Christians and so-called Catholics, including priests and bishops, it would seem the entire bishop's council in Germany has lost their faith. It seems to me at times, this question that Jesus asks makes me wonder, are we getting close to the end? Are we getting close to the end? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You and me, my brothers and sisters, we have been brought into the covenant. We are the new Israel. We are the new Israel, but are we like the old Israel? complaining against God, saying, I want to go back to slavery in the flesh. I don't want faith. I want the flesh. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Believing in God is not faith. Faith forms our goals. It purifies our bodies. It calls us to love our neighbor, even when we don't like our neighbor. It calls us to know the sacred scriptures and to believe in the sacred scriptures. Ask for the gift of faith. Seek and knock the gift of faith. We're here today, and I, this is really the point I want to make. We are here today to celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass to receive Holy Communion, to remember that we are a member of the body of Christ and that we are called to live differently. If we don't live our faith, we don't have faith. A faith that says Jesus did it all, I don't have to do anything, is not faith. When the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on earth? We are members of the body of Christ. The life of Christ is in us. The life of Christ is supposed to be in this church. And I hate to say we're not doing a very good job. Around the world, even in Bay St. Louis, and it scares me to hear Jesus say when he comes again, will he find faith on earth? Let us pray today for the gift of faith. Let us stir up into flame the faith that God has given to us. Let us call on God in his providence that we would believe that he is controlling history and that history is unfolding. His story is unfolding. And when we see evil all around us and we see the difficulties and the trials that we can't just give up and say, let me go back to Egypt but we persevere, eating the manna, courageously entering into the promised land that is eternal life that starts now. 
my brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus asked this question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I hope and pray that he does. And I hope and pray that the faith is present here in this church and in your heart and in mine.